Hebrews chapter 9, Hebrews 9, 22. And almost all things are by the law purged with blood. And without the shedding of blood is no remission. It was therefore necessary that the patterns of things in heaven should be purified with these. But the heavenly things themselves with better sacrifices than these. For Christ is not entered into the holy places made with hands, which are the figures of the true, but into heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God for us. Nor yet that he should offer himself often, as the high priest entered into the holy place every year with blood of others. For then must he often have suffered since the foundation of the world, but now once in the end of the world hath he appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. And it is appointed unto man once to die, and after this the judgment. So Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many, and unto them that look for him shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation. Father, touch our hearts. Oh, we have heard the music and the songs about you and about your blood, about Calvary. And Lord, I know, I thank you so much that the story is still the same. That the blood is still the same. That the blood will never lose its power to save. Speak to our hearts, Lord, concerning your holy word and concerning your will for our life. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Satan's greatest enemy is the blood of Jesus. Every time a person is saved, the blood of Christ is applied to the soul of that individual. Someone asks, how much blood did Jesus have to shed to save me or one soul? Hey, it only, take, it only took a drop, but he gave it all. I'm sure you have, many of us, or we have been uh, to the lab and, and, and had our body pricked and the blood drawn out. You know, I don't like that. That's not the most fun thing for me. <laughs> I usually just say, just go ahead and I'll just turn my head. And then you say, a big stick. You know, I'm thinking, well, pow. And while they're drawing, I said, now make sure, please, you get all you want to get. I don't want you to have to go back and get several bottles or vials, whatever, while you're in there. Because I don't, you know, hey. God allow me to produce more, but I don't want you to come back and say, Oh, I forgot, i got to have one more bowel. Well, hey, get all you want while you're there. My Jesus shed it all, every bit of it, for you and for me. And thank God he did. You know, one of the most amazing things about the blood is its ability to clot. Now, I wouldn't tell this for any gruesome reason other than I saw it with my own eyes. I'm on blood thinner, okay? 
Several years ago, I stuck my hand, these four fingers, right up in a running skill saw, Mr. Billy. All four of them right up in there. The first thing that hit my mind was a splinter has jumped in your finger. Of course, when I pulled it out, all four was just hanging. I screamed for my little Mexican boy who was helping me. And he come out of the house and he saw what was happening. He liked to lost it himself. I said, tie this handkerchief around there tight as you can. And he tied it. I mean, he jerked it. I said, you stay here. I'm on my way to the hospital. I was about 12 miles from Oconee Hospital. And I cut loose driving. And I looked down. And it was, looked like it was hanging about a foot. This, this looked like jello. And I mean, I'm thinking, have I got enough to get to the hospital? Well, needless to say, if you've been there, if you worked there, when I walked in, it wasn't a question, what's wrong with you? You know, they started working on me right quick. But thank the Lord, even on blood thinner, that stuff was trying to clot. But what I want you to understand this morning, when Jesus shed his blood, it did not clot. Not one ounce of it clotted. He shed it all. Listen, he didn't spill it. He didn't drop it. He gave it for you and for me. And if it wasn't for the blood, listen, preachers, men would never be able to stand and preach the unsearchable riches of Jesus Christ and his shed blood. Listen, you can't be saved without the blood. And we think about all this, I think about what Jesus has done for me through his blood that I could be saved, through his blood that I could stand and share Christ with people, with a, with a crowd or with an individual, and to know that I know that his blood saves and saves forever. It's amazing, isn't it? Saves and saves forever. You know, recently I was talking to the person, they said, I, I, I need to get saved again. I said, well, can you explain that to me? What, what do you mean I won't get saved again? Well, I was saved way back under, but I backslid, I've gone astray on God. Listen, you can't get saved but one time. Once saved, always saved, if you ever have been saved. Now, the devil don't like that, okay? He already hates the blood of Jesus, and he doesn't want it applied to your soul and mine, but because it has already taken place, it, he would love to extract that, okay? He would love for it to be spilt and wasted and counsel your and my salvation, but it ain't gonna happen. He, he can't touch that. You know, I don't remember that old song. I don't remember who, who, who wrote the song, Can't Touch This. <laughs> you can't touch this concerning Jesus Christ and his shed blood. I just thank God for the blood. I love it. Um, I got a book in my uh, a study. It's, it's entitled Chemistry of the Blood. And it is amazing. And I don't even have time to share with you about the chemistry of the blood and all that. Listen, that's, you cut me right now, I'm going to bleed red. Some of you bleed orange, but I bleed red. And you bulldogs might bleed, be uh, uh, red. Uh, little Andrew's got this prayer dog. He shows it to me every Sunday. It's a prayer dog. Uh, and he said this morning, he said, it's a bulldog. And I said, daddy said, that's a prayer dog. He said, a bulldog. I said, a Georgie bulldog, prayer. You know, hey, we need all of that. We need it. God knows we need it. And you remember Satan. Now, listen, he is a liar. All the way from the beginning, he is a liar. He is the, he is the father of lies. And he will tell you, hey, 
you don't have to get saved. Just live a good life. I mean, you're doing good deeds. Man, you, you do good things for your wife. You do good things for your children. And, and you, you go to church. But you don't have to get saved. Let me tell you something. This morning, this morning, I talked to, to several people on Sunday morning at a certain time because I love them. I want to talk to them, see how they're doing. One of my friends in Traveler's Rest this morning, he said, Kenny, I've got a funeral I've got to go to. Uh, I forget what day it is this week, but the man's 46 years old. Said he was a laborer of ours. Said he drank heavily every day. And he said, but he was a good laborer. And said, I talked to him. I said, is everything all right between you and the Lord? He said, no. He said, well, don't you, Paul, don't you want to get saved? He said, no. I'm not ready to get saved. He died. Now, if he didn't make a change, folk, listen. I'm sorry. If he didn't make a change, he's in hell right now. And he's probably still saying, I wasn't ready. Please get me out of here. I wasn't ready. I'm sorry. It's just like I've been in the hospital many times with our people and and the time comes to roll them out. You know, uh, hey, the, the kinfolk are there, the spouse is there, I'm there, and everybody wants to tell them, bye, and I love you, and we'll be waiting, and what have you. But I guarantee you their feelings is, oh, I don't want to go. Hey, that old boy, he said, I'm not ready to get saved. How in this world can people turn Jesus down when he is the only way he is the way, not a way. He is the way. And, and to turn that down, like I said, the devil will tell you, just live a good life. You'll be all right. Do good deeds. You'll be all right. The Bible teaches us that unless you invite Jesus, unless you get saved by the blood of Jesus, you're not going to heaven. That's the bottom line. I want to share with you right quick, cleansed by the blood of Jesus, okay? Cleansed. Um, I sometimes wear my work clothes two or three days, okay? Because a man told me, he said, you're wearing them out, washing them. But I, I and, you, and this is nothing against land. I don't allow her. Do you hear me? I do not allow her to wash my work clothes. I wouldn't put her through that. I do my own. But it's so good to crawl in a brand spanking clean pair of overalls. They just feel better. You know, they just feel cleansed. Put the soap in there. And let them wash and wash and rinse and get them clean. They look better. They feel better. They smell better. And that's what God wants to do to us. He wants to clean us up so we'll look better, smell better, and we'll act better. Okay? Hello? Cleansed by the blood of Jesus. First of all, I just want you to think about Jesus' death and the shedding of blood. I said the shedding, the giving, not spilled. I don't even like the word spilled. When we spill something, it's an accident, right? It's an accident. It was no accident that Jesus died. He had a following that day. He had a following all the way to Calvary. Probably the one that it touched the most and hurt the worst was his mother. You girls that are mothers, you know. When your child hurts, you hurt. When your child cries, you cry. But can you imagine the mother, how she felt when she looked at her son hanging there, knowing, hey, there's no way to get off of this cross. He's going to die right there. Can anybody do anything? 
She may have been thinking all those things. The shedding of blood and the, and the death of Jesus is mentioned no less in the Gospels 175 times. So it must have been important. I wasn't there. I wasn't at that cross. But when he died, he died once, and he died for all, which included me. The shedding of the blood of Jesus is mentioned at least 175 times in the gospel. You take the gospels out of the New Testament, and son, sister, Sally, listen, you have done away with our salvation. We must have it. We must read it. We must study it. You see, Jesus became a man for one purpose. God had done sent prophet after prophet after prophet. Say, hey, you need to change your way of living. You need to follow God. And they just kept killing the prophets, killing the prophets. And so God said, look, this is, this is the last thing I know to do. Son, would you go? Would you be willing to go to the earth and just stay there a little while and let them see you? But I'm going to have to have you hang on the cross. And let them see you dying for them. You remember in the garden, Jesus begged his father, Hey, I'm here. I'm here. But I don't know that I got strength to go through what you want me to. I beg you, don't send me to the cross. But then he says, But not what I want. What do you want? And God wanted his son to die for you and for me. You see, his death is a central theme in heaven's song. A central theme in heaven's song. Listen. In heaven they are not singing, shall we gather at the river? <laughs> they're already there. In heaven they're not singing in the sweet by and by because they already live in it. In heaven they're not singing more like the master because they're just like him. In heaven, they're not singing, day is dying in the west, because there's no more dying there. So, what are they singing? If you have your Bibles, you want to turn right quick to the book of Revelation. The book of Revelation. Revelation 5, 12. I don't want you to think I don't know it. I don't memorize it. I want to read it exactly what the Word of God says. Revelation 5, 12 says, Saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. And it says, And every creature which is in heaven and on earth and under the earth and such as are in the sea, and all that are in the glory and the power be unto him that sitteth upon the throne and to the Lamb forever and ever and ever. They're going to be there. Those who are there already doing it, we as when we get saved, listen, we're paid for. Our, our sins are forgiven and we're going to go to heaven to be with him and we're going to live with him forever and we are going to sing the songs that lifts up Jesus and be there to touch him, to see him with our eye. You see, nothing is more important than the blood of Jesus. Look at verse 25 of, of, of Hebrews 9. 
I'm going to read backwards, okay? I'm going to read 25, and I'm going to read 24. But don't you look at 25. Hebrews 9, 25 says, Not yet that he should offer himself often as the high priest entered into the holy place every year with the blood of others. You see, every year the priest went into the holy of holies. You wasn't allowed in there unless you was the priest. The priest went in there with the holy of holies. With the blood of, the, of the, the lambs that was slain. And he went in there to offer that blood for the sins of the people and to offer blood for himself. I'm so glad we don't have to do that now. But look at verse 24. For Christ is not entered into the holy places made with hands, which are the figures of the true, but he has entered into heaven itself. Now, to appear in the presence of God. What is your, what's the last two words of that verse say? For us. Holly bum. I'm so glad. It's for us. It wasn't for somebody else. When he said for us, he's talking to you and me as individuals. Can you imagine that Jesus every day goes to the Father for you and for me? Every day. He don't have far to go, though. He's on the right-hand side of his Father. Hey, all he's got to do is look up and say, Father, so-and-so speaking. Father, so-and-so needs this. Father, so-and-so suffering this. Oh, but don't you know Jesus has a spell when he says, Father, somebody just got saved, and the angels in heaven just are carrying on. Bible says they rejoice for us. Not for them, y'all, but for us. Oh, God's Word is so good, it's so plain, and so easy to get a hold to when you, when, you, when you apply the blood of Jesus and know Him as your Savior. Hey, the Word just, it just opens up like a flower. And aren't the flowers beautiful already? Jonkles just, I mean, just coming forth. And Easter's way off. Well, secondly, Jesus paid for our sins. He's in heaven for us, according to that verse. His death paid for our sins. I love it when I get a letter from the bank and it says, Your debt is paid in full. My, what a feeling. Mm. Our sin debt is paid in full. My past, my present, and my future sins are all paid for. They're under the blood. Hey, yes, I remember what a low-down scum I was. I remember that. But I don't know how in this world that my God says, I don't know what you're talking about. My sins are under the blood. I don't know what you're talking about. When I look at you, I see the blood of Jesus that's been applied to your debt. Nobody's debt-free until they get saved. And he paid, he paid my sin debt, thank goodness. You know, in the Old Testament, it talks about the Passover. You know, the children of Israel were in bondage. They were slaves to Pharaoh and his crowd, and they were hard on them. Remember, Moses kept going to Pharaoh, let the people go, let God's people go. And he wouldn't do it. No matter what plague God sent, he would not let them go. So God said, okay, if this is the way it's going to be, he said, you tell your funeral directors they better get ready because they're going to be more deaths than they can handle. 
On that night, the death angel left, flying over. All those Israelites knew that they must put the blood of the lamb on the doorpost or on the lentil. If they want to, want to spare their firstborn, put the blood. The blood! And they did, and that death angel, that's where we get the term, Passover. Because when he saw the blood, he passed over them. They were spared. But can you imagine the cries the next morning of mothers and daddies saying, our child has died. I mean, hey, they had a chance. You see, they were under a ruler that did not know God and could care less about God. It's about where we are now, sorry to say. I'm going to tell you something. The only thing that's going to get us through this mess is Jesus. And it don't look like he's going to get in the White House. So listen, he needs to get into your house, into this house, and in the schoolhouse where we are. You know, there's enough junk going on. I got grandbabies I pray for every day. I don't know what they're going to have to face, but I know this much. At least three of them already know Jesus, and he's the only one that's going to get us through this, y'all. I mean, I hey... I praise God for the Good News Club. Oh, by the way, last Monday, wasn't it two more saved? Two more saved last Sunday, and two rededicated their life. It's amazing, the little children, they sat there, and I said, baby, why are you coming? And they said, I want to get saved again. That's where that story came from. I knew it'd come back to this finite mind. <laughs> I want to get saved again. I said, what? tell me about it. And this little darling, she says, I remember she said, I got saved. She told me about it. But she said, I have bad thoughts about my friends, and I want to do bad stuff. I said, listen, baby, you're on Jesus' side if you invited him into your heart. And the devil is not happy with you, and so he puts these things in your mind, but he can't touch your heart. So I talked to them there about that, and I led them in a prayer of rededicating their life. And they seem to be thrilled. They seem to be happy. But hey, past two weeks, past two weeks, there's five been saved in church. You, you've had a part in this, of the Good News Club. I praise God for it. Well, talking about being cleansed by the blood, Jesus' death is shedding it, his blood for us. His death paid our sins. So uh, the third and final thing is, wh what's the results for us? Hey, what's in it for me? That's what people say today. What's in it for me? You know, hey, I've come to church. Now, what you going to do for me? What's in it for me? Well, let me share with you five simple little things right quick. What's the results for us? Well, if we call on Jesus, we can be saved. Romans 10, 13 says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's a good result. Secondly, life is in the blood. Brother Mark sang and quoted John 3, 16. I am so glad when Jesus died. He died for the entire world. You don't have to come back and die again. He done done it. It's over a done deal. When he comes back next time, he'll be coming to get the church. Not you, not, not the, the lost crowd, but to get the church. In 1 Corinthians 15, 22, it says, For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. So the results, another result, listen, of being saved, sins are forgiven. Ephesians 1, 7 says, in, in whom we have redemption. 
through his blood. The forgiveness of sins, no matter how rotten they are, no matter how bad they are, Jesus can save, okay? He can deliver. You know what that is? It's according to his riches in glory, his riches in grace. Another thing it was shared, and Miss Lynn shared of the Good News Club, is the grace of God. God's riches at Christ's expense. Nobody paid for your sins and mine but Jesus. Nobody. We're justified also. Number four, we're justified. Romans 5, 9, listen to what he says. Much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from the wrath of God. Folk, you don't want to go. You don't want to go through the wrath of God. I mean, hey, that's going to be a horrible time when people, that, that, when, when Jesus comes back and the, and the dead in Christ rise and we have, as Christians are walking around, be caught up to meet them, every lost person is going to be left right here. You think it's bad now. There's not a drop in the bucket to what's coming, but the wrath of God. Listen, it's necessary to be saved. The Bible says today is the day of salvation. Not tomorrow, not yesterday, but today. Today is all we have. And then last of all, talking about the, the results, what's in this for me? We have access to God. I love it. We have access to God. Matthew 27, 51 says the veil of the temple was torn from top to bottom. Had it been torn from the bottom up, man could have got a hold to it and ripped it apart and went into the holy of holies. But they didn't have to. When Jesus died, the Bible says the veil of the temple, or that veil, that curtain, kept people from going to the holy of holies. And when Jesus died, that temple, that veil was torn from top to bottom, opening up the holy of holies. You know what that means? That means I can go to God anytime I want to, anywhere I want to. I don't have to go through anybody I can go straight to the man, Christ Jesus. The Bible says he's there making intercession for me. He's speaking for me. He's my lawyer. He is my bridge. He is my go-between. He's everything that I ain't. Don't grade me on that. I love the old song. Walk and wash away my sin. Nothing. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, that song says, Oh, precious is the flow. It makes me white as snow. No other fount I know. No other fount I know. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Listen, you can have all the money in the world. You can, have, you can own Oconee County, but it won't get you to heaven. You can be the best daddy, the best mama, the best uncle, best grandpa, grandma, cousin, friend, whatever, but it will not. Listen, good deeds will not get us to heaven. It must go, we must go by the blood of Calvary, which was shed by Jesus himself. He didn't send a substitute to the cross. Let me tell you something. When Jesus comes back, he's not going to send a substitute. He's coming himself. You say, how am I going to know? Don't you fret over it. If you're saved, you will know. The Bible says there'll be many who will come and claim they are. But there's only one Jesus. Listen, check it out. Look in his hands if you doubt. 
Bible talks about those nail prints that man put there. I heard it said that's the only thing man made in heaven is the scars in Jesus' body. I have seen, and probably you have too, people, men, I've not seen women, I've seen men's bodies who've been, who have been beat with whip and how it looks. Jesus was beat to the point, Bible, according to the Bible, you wouldn't recognize him as being a human being. There's a good movie playing, and Lord willing, Lynn and I going this week, the Son of God. Some of you have already seen that. I challenge you. Let's patronize these Christian people who promote Christian movies. There's enough junk out there. I mean, you don't have to even pay for it. It just comes. But spend some money and go and see the Son of God. Listen, I hope that you're cleansed by the blood. I hope that you understand that that's the only way to heaven. I hope that you understand unless Jesus comes into your life in the form of the Holy Spirit of God, you cannot be saved. And I beg you, I plead with you, even this morning, hey, why put it off? Just come and say, Kenny, I don't understand it all, but I want to give my heart to Jesus. And he'll save. He's promised to do that. Father, in the name of Jesus, touch hearts, touch lives. Lord, I know without the Holy Spirit, what I've said and what I've shared is nothing. But I pray in the name of Jesus, Lord, you'd touch hearts, that you'd touch souls right now and save those that are lost. Lord, I ask you in the name of Jesus to have mercy upon us. Lord, I pray now, I, I, I ask you in the name of Jesus just to have your will and your way in this service. God, we love you. We thank you for all that you do for us every day. We thank you for your love, for your grace, for your mercy. Lord, give us one more opportunity to follow you in Jesus' name. Amen.